I'm actually the type to send cute good morning text. Um, but something I learned from my last ex is that not every single girl likes it. Like I had this like a notion thinking like that every girl wants to wake up with the cute good morning text. When they wake up, they're gonna wake up to this cute good morning text. And it's gonna make Hi, we're the Memory Club podcast, and we're like a book club. But we share memories instead of a book. And my name is Vit. And my name is James, his co-host. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Lily. So welcome, Lily. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for the welcome. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So today um, we're recording a little bit before Christmas, but holiday season is coming. And so today we just wanted to share our favorite holiday snacks. So why don't you share yours first, Vit? So I actually got hot chocolate and it is a sea salt caramel. So it's mm. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. That does sound good. I like that. I actually also have hot chocolate. This one's from Starbucks. I wouldn't, this actually specific one doesn't taste that great. So not sponsored or anything. Damn. But in terms of flavors, I really like a, like a peppermint hot chocolate. Ooh, it's probably okay. my favorite. Very holiday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I like that we all brought something to drink rather than like yeah. uh, candies or something like that. But I, I brought, I have eggnog here. Um, I actually have a story. So in Korea, we don't eat, we don't drink eggnog. And I tried this for the first time when I came to America. And they're like, oh, we drink this in Christmas or something like that. And I tried it. And I'm like, dude, this is so good. I don't know why they don't eat this in <laughs> or they don't drink this in Korea. So yeah, this is one of my favorite and most memorable holiday snack. I love that. I feel like I don't know many people who like eggnog, uh, even though it's a very iconic holiday drink. You know, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's because like <laughs> a lot of my Asian friends don't really drink it. I think it's more mm -hmm. like a non-Asian holiday mm -hmm. snack. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we're going to uh, go into our topic. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about when someone overreacted. So, you know, it's like everybody can have an overreaction. I feel like I overreact a lot of the times um, and everybody does it. And it's just something part of our life. But today we're just going to talk about when someone else in our life just kind of over completely overreacted to some really small uh, incident so i'll go first okay so this was back in my undergrad time and as you guys all know i'm very forgetful like i, I leave things everywhere so i left my house and i left my house key and so i was locked out and so i had to call my roommate i was like hey like can you um come back to the house like to unlock the door because i didn't i didn't have my house key and my friend was uh, at a dance practice and so he was like you know i'll be there in like 30 minutes um and so he that's what he called and then i was like okay okay yeah just give me a call when you're here and you know i was just sitting in front of the door for 30 minutes i was bored so i hit up a friend that was like living near me to get boba right <clears throat> and so my friend picked me up we went to a boba shop and while I was getting boba with her, my phone died. And 
I hung out with her for like an hour, hour and a half, and then she drops me off. And by the time I got home, my friend was already home, right? So I get home and I walk in and I'm like, what's up? And he doesn't say anything. And I, I was like, okay, I just go to my room, right? And I'm just chilling, mm-hmm. listening to music. And then he comes like marching down my room, right? And he's like, James, you need to stop eating bananas. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, what? where is this coming from? And I'm like, uh, okay, why? And he's like, you're making the entire house stink. Because you know how, okay, when you eat banana and you have the banana peels and you throw it in the trash, it, it does stink a little bit, right? But then like I throw it in, in the kitchen and sometimes because I'm like eating and walking around the house and throw it in the kitchen trash can. <laughs> and he doesn't even, his room's not even close to the kitchen. It's like super far. You can't even smell anything from that room. And he's like getting mad. He's like, well, it's like, it's not my fault. You know, like, like I'm not going to stop eating banana just because of that. <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. Like, you need to do something about it. And I'm just like the heck is this guy's problem and so and he walks out right he was like storms out i'm like what the heck and then i start charging my phone and i see that he left like he made he made phone calls he left messages he's like oh i'm here i'm, I'm here i'm here and i find out later that he actually had to cut his dance practice short just so that he can unlock the door for me but then by the time he got home i wasn't there even though, you know, he had to cut it short to get home for me, right? So I'm like, oh my god, this guy couldn't just tell me that he was mad that I wasn't home, but he had to tell me that he was getting mad at me for eating bananas. So <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is... So I was like, okay, you know what? It is my fault. So I straight up walked up to him, like, hey man, like, I'm sorry that I wasn't home, even though, you know, I asked you to come home to, like, unlock the door for me. And, you know, like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Like, he's just kind of like, it's not that. I, I don't, I just don't want to smell bananas. And then he just kind of like, acts like it wasn't that, right? But then it's clearly like, he's like, okay, like, he's like, kind of giving body things, like body signs that mm. he has forgiven me. So I'm just like, okay, you know, but that was one time, like in my life where my friend was like, just completely overreacted to something so small. Have you guys had any situations like that before? I feel like it's kind of common that maybe people will be bothered about something else. Right. And then it just takes like a small incident to kind of like unleash everything. Yeah. So I feel like I've been in that situation before. Mm -hmm. But I think it's good you kind of reflected. You're like, oh, okay, maybe this this has something to do with it mm-hmm. so yeah i think I've, I've definitely been there before and you know what though ever since that even though he wasn't actually mad about banana i was like hella careful about my banana peels okay um oh. every time i eat my bananas i'm like shit i gotta throw this somewhere where it doesn't stink man <laughs> you know? like tie it in a bag i know like, for real like go outside spray some for breeze and shit <laughs> yeah uh, you can oh. take a walk and just throw in the dump Real quick. Little, for yeah. Real. Like I have to like every time I eat banana, I have to go outside through a dumpster. Yeah, but you know that's the that's the part of like undergrad life when you have like you know roommate and shit. So you know that's what you it know. What's funny? Gosh. You know what's funny when you started uh, telling me the story, or you like kind of pitched me the story. I was like, 
Wait, there's no way someone get, like mad at someone for eating a banana. I was like, and I was like super curious. I was like, dude, I'm I'm ready for this episode uh, just to see what it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that makes more sense uh, because I feel like this is the typical like Karen trope. Like they would get mad at something else, but it's like another problem like mm-hmm. lingering within themselves, and they don't know how to deal with it themselves. So they mm. kind of have this outburst towards like uh, another individual or like the environment and they're just acting out just they because they don't know how to take care of themselves or they don't realize it themselves. So I feel like, yeah, it's not about the banana really. It's more it's about something so else. Yeah, 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 so it's it's kind of funny. And yeah, that's an interesting story actually. Mm-hmm. And I was really proud honestly because I was like thinking that banana wasn't the problem. I recognized the issue. I realized I fucked up. <laughs> so I was like, I was really proud of myself. But it's <laughs> funny. It's good. Yeah. So you Lily, why don't you share? Your... Mm, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, you know what's funny? I feel like I would have been kind of petty. I've been like, dude, you know, <laughs> this guy came. This guy came to tell me he's mad at something else. You know, I would have been like a little bit petty. I was like, what? I'm gonna start eating more bananas, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Start eating a banana in front of him. Hey, what's up? Like maybe. <laughs> oh no. Maybe back in undergrad, I might do that, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all I had to say. All right, Lily, why don't you share your story? Okay, I guess mine's a little, mm, maybe a little bit more serious than banana, okay. but definitely a time when I felt like someone was overreacting, and I think I want to preface this by saying like. Whether or not you think someone's overreacting is, it's subjective, right? Mm. You know? So it's like, you could think they're overreacting, but, you know, after maybe some reflection, you're like, okay, it's valid, sure. Um, But my story takes place, I say, maybe like two years ago. Um, This was during COVID times, uh, very hard times. And it was also when a lot of, like, the Black Lives Matters, like, protests were going on. So I had an ex who I didn't really date for that long at all. And we were broken up for a good bit at this point. And we were just trying to like stay friends. Uh, He actually went out uh, to one of the protests with another one of my really close friends. So I thought that was fine. I was like, okay, like, yeah, go, like, go do the good deed. Like, that's good. I was like, be safe, you know, be prepared, read up on some articles on how to be safe, go get them, right? So that was around like, I'd say like eight o'clock on a Thursday night. So they left. That night I was just chilling, you know, Thursday. I was actually making my own like protest signs because I was planning to go to a protest that following weekend. And then I just like went to bed because, you know, Thursday I had work the next day. So when I woke up, it was like, uh, it was probably like 6.30 a.m. or something like that. I checked my phone and the very first thing I see is a text message from him. And it basically, it was at like, 3.30 a.m. and it said, made it home safe. Thanks a lot for checking in. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Because I definitely did not check in with him. So the first thing I did, I was just like, oh no, like he seems upset. So I call him, like I immediately call him. Um, He was not in a good mood. He was actually very, very mad at me. Wait, and I had to, yeah, I called him. Like it was the first- 
I'd say, or I think I gave it a little bit, maybe like seven or something. Okay. I kind of had to like process like, oh, like what is this text? Like that doesn't feel good. Like I kind of felt nervous about it. But I called him and he was up, you know, because mm. we both had work. And he was very mad at me. And he was just basically super upset that I didn't check in at all with him. And he basically told me, he was like, I just feel like because you didn't text me, it just feels like you didn't care at all about me and you forgot all about me and you just really don't care at all. And I was just really kind of shocked because he was with like our friend, like he wasn't alone. And I didn't text Uh my friend either, right? Mm -hmm. So immediately I felt like, I was like, okay, I could see that and I apologized to him. Immediately I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean for it to come off that way. Of course I like, I was thinking about you guys like, I was making like protest signs too. I just thought you were going to be good. But it turns out he was really upset because um, they actually ended up getting thrown in jail that night because they were out past curfew. So that's where I was like, okay, he had a really rough night. I get it. But then even after I apologized, he was still really mad at me. And he didn't like want to hear it. And we got off the phone And then he texted me and he was like, you know what? I'm really tired. I'm not even really up for talking about this. And I was like, okay, I understand. But then he sent me like a huge novel. Like he sent me more text messages after. (laughs) Basically just being like, I don't get how you can't see that someone I care like deeply about. Like if you wouldn't hear from them for six hours, how could you have not texted me? All this stuff. And I was just like, at this point, I was like, okay. I feel kind of attacked and I I didn't know what to do. So I was just like, hey, I think I need space (laughs) because I don't know what else to do except for say I'm sorry for not texting you. So long story short, we kind of like reconciled it. I think my moment of reflection was that like, okay, obviously I think he had some expectations from me. Like that was more than maybe what like just a friend would be able to offer. Hmm. Um. And I think, like, we both recognized that. And I was like, yeah, I think I need better boundaries because I feel like you still see me as, like, a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Because just because I didn't text you, like, doesn't mean that I don't care. And it also wasn't the first time that he had kind of, like, freaked out about something like that before. Um, And then he ended up apologizing, too. He was like, yeah, sorry, I had, I was really irrational. And I kind of, like, had these expectations for you that maybe weren't right. Because, like, you know. You couldn't just, like, forget about me and all this stuff. So we worked it out. And then after that, I was like, yeah. I was like, we, I was like, we need space. I was like, this is, like, not, not like, a great reaction. Uh, so, but now we're good. I think we're, I think we're, like, well past it. I think he's, like, dating someone now. And mm. it's, like, amicable. But, yeah, that was definitely a time when I was like, I feel like I'm getting a lot of heat for something that I did not do. But that was it. <laughs> You know, actually, I, I kind of understand where he also where he's also coming from because I've definitely mm-hmm. felt that emotion before. Like, there is, I think, that a period of adjustment for everyone after they break up, mm-hmm. where because you're receiving all this care and attention from your significant other while you're dating, and yeah. then when you break up, you just suddenly cut off from that, right? And I think yeah. that's part of the reason why people say like, oh, even after we break up, let's be friends. Because they still want a little bit of that that yeah. care, you know? 
and I've definitely felt that emotion where I feel like, damn, she really don't care, huh? You know, like <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, like shit, like I'm getting, getting my my heart is shattered right now, and she really doesn't care, huh? So I've definitely kind of felt that emotion before. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like. Being friends after you break up is super tough. Like, how long was it after you guys broke up? Um, I say it was probably like three months Ooh. after we had broken up. Mm. Yeah. How, how long? And that and that. It was maybe only two months oh. that we dated. Oh. So that's like another thing where I was like, I just felt like it was a lot, and it just felt a little unfair, especially because. Mm -hmm. Especially in situations like that, I feel like I'm very good at acknowledging people's feelings and being like, "Hey, like, I get where you're coming from," and I apologize immediately. And I told him, "Was like, basically, I felt like the only thing I could do was reassure him that, like, of course I care about you. I mm -hmm. care about you. I care about my other friend who's there. Like, I thought you guys were good." And he even said it himself. He was like, "Obviously, you didn't know that we were." put in jail for curfew and i can't blame you for that but i just can't believe you didn't even think to text me and i was just like i i can't say anything else except for i'm sorry so i felt like it was very difficult but i think it was that it was that moment when i was like yeah i really i really should not try to be friends with my exes because i i feel like i i, I try that because i would like things to be amicable in a perfect world but no i think pete like yeah like i said Overreaction is subjective. You have to highlight why people feel the way that they feel. Mm. It's like something deeper, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't think this is working. Yeah. yeah. Lily, you're like a idealist like I am. Uh, sometimes yeah. ideals are very like... They're very good on paper, but realistically... <laughs> mm -mm. It, it just doesn't work out. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, at least you guys tried though. And uh, being friends after... Uh, relationship is kind of tough because just setting those boundaries i usually what i do is i usually don't talk to the person for like a good like good a long time yeah a good time it just depends for me it usually takes about like a year but i mean for something that small it might be a little bit shorter but i usually i'm usually good after a year and then i feel like i could be cordial with the person and i'll be like okay we're good just yeah. to like and assess everything and kind of set expectations you know like they're not your girlfriend anymore they're not your boyfriend anymore you know so that's yeah and that's exactly what i told him i was just like hey maybe i didn't set good enough boundaries because mm. i yeah i feel like i'm just being held up to this expectation that i am not agreeing to anymore and mm. and then i think we both came to that conclusion we were just like yeah we need to like not talk to each other anymore mm. so yeah that's I good that you guys talked it out yeah yeah i have a What's your question James? i have a question then um so then let's say if you became if you stay friends with your ex right do you feel like that it's unfair for that person to still have that kind of expectations a little bit or do you feel like it's fair but it's just not right i feel like you can't ever when it comes to emotions I feel like there's no fair and unfair, mm. right? Because people are going to feel how they feel. And that's what I learned from it, mm -hmm. right? Like, in that moment, I even told him, I was like, I feel like 
how you're handling this is very unfair. Like it feels unfair. And I acknowledge that came from a place of feeling attacked because mm-hmm. I definitely felt attacked. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was being told you did something wrong by not texting me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't blame someone for how they feel. But I think where it is unfair is I guess really blaming someone else for not meeting your expectations on how you want them to act. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's unfair. You can still feel hurt. You can still be wishful and, like, miss those kinds of emotions and stuff like that. But it's when you start expecting people to change or act differently, mm-hmm. that's that's where it's like, yeah, okay, that's that's unfair. Oh, I can't. That makes yeah, sense. I can't do that. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I still like that. Yeah. Y'all have anything else on this topic? Or this memory? Um, I think that's good. I think I got some like insightful, like a new learning, honestly, from yeah. that that yeah, I can apply in my life. Actually, that's good. I'm a change man from, from that. now on. I'm a change man. Okay. Anyway, bit. So, yeah. So my mine's I usually do specific memories, but this is more like a general memory. So mm-hmm. I was actually dating someone at the time. And, you know, I, I woke up one morning and I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a send them a good morning text, you know, just cause, you know, I was, I was, uh, actually, you know, missing them and I just wanted to know, you know, mm-hmm. and then, so I just sent them, I put GM and hit send <laughs> and a couple minutes later, I got a big, big ass reply saying like <laughs> explaining somewhere along the lines of why can't you type the whole thing out (laughs) and we're back and forth on this for a long time and i was like wait i'm so like confused because i don't understand they're the same thing it's like if i were to say i were to ask you to uh spell out like laugh out loud every time you laugh at my jokes you know that's like dude it means the same thing you know for me at least so we were back and forth at this but i kind of pinpoint the actual problem it felt like it was more of a not just like the extra keystrokes or anything because Mm -hmm. like because of this i actually have a auto text where i could just hit like good morning (laughs) so the same thing right like i could actually on my phone i could just press it and it'll say good Uh morning and emojis and like the sun the sun and stuff you know yeah yeah, it's the same thing like the same keystrokes as like so because of this experience i actually have that on there but I felt like it was uh, more of a they're saying to me that they want me to put more effort in whatever that is. So, you know, mm. I mm. I just I just I just pretty much typed it out on like going forward. Just typed it out good morning and good night and you know, it's it's just it's just a compromise on what and just communication on what yeah. I guess the actual problem is. I felt but Honestly, it wasn't a big deal for me, but at the time mm-hmm. I felt I was like misunderstanding the like pro- like the problem because I was like mm. I feel like they mean the same thing. Mm. But I don't know, what do you guys think? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm curious about Lily's opinion on this. Like how would you feel um if your boyfriend texts you a GM versus like a good morning, sunshine, heart sign, sunshine? 
I think sometimes, like, I would only be bothered by that if it, if it was a, like, if he always did, like, typed it all out with the emojis, and then all of a sudden it was, like, a GM. You know what I mean? And then it'd be like, what happened? But if it's just consistently, like, that's how he texts, Mm -hmm. or he's not a big texter, Mm -hmm. or he uses acronyms a lot, Mm. I would just accept it as, you know, that's just just how he is. Mm. And then I think I would also just assess what are the other things that he does because I think to her, right, it was like, oh, I just want you to show more effort. To me, that's not a lot of effort to do GM. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm in a place where I'd be like, I got to pick my battles right now. Like, <laughs> is this really, is this really like a thing? But to some people, it might be really important. I don't know if that would be that important to me, though. But that's just personal. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, James? Um... I'm actually the type to send cute good morning text. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I learned from my last ex is that not every single girl likes it. Like I had this like a notion thinking like that every girl wants to wake up with the cute good morning text. When they wake up, they're going to wake up to this cute good morning text and it's going to make <laughs> wait, their day. Wait, can you give me an example of a, like a cute... Good morning text. Yeah. Can you give me an example? Okay, honestly, well, okay, it's not that cute, but then it's it's like more than GM, you know? It's more like, oh, good morning. Like, like let's say like she has like um, she has a long day today where she has to like study a lot for a test. Then I'll be like, oh, good morning. Like, you know, I hope like you have like uh, good studies today and blah blah blah. Those kind of things, you know. Like I try to be like a little bit thoughtful to my good morning text, but. I realized like it's not for everyone and I kind of have this like idea I feel like where sometimes you learn things on about dating from like word of mouth or from like Instagram those posts like how to um how to (laughs) attract girls or some shit you know like those like random posts and stuff like that and there are certain notions that are ingrained in my head I think and I just kind of like copy and paste and try to apply to everyone and I do I think enjoy certain aspect of those kind of things because I'm a very like a romantic person in general, mm. but I, I learned that like every person's, you know, like they have different preference, you know, just because like, just objectively it's good and like romantic doesn't mean it's always well received. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. Everyone's, Everyone's different. got their own preference. Everyone's different. Yeah. You know, after, after this incident, now I like, or after that incident for that, for that like person I was dating, I would mm-hmm. write like really like I would tr- I would be like okay I'm I'm gonna get my creative juices going and like one time I sent her like a I like kind of role played as like because uh, I was into the Avatar at that time so I would role play mm-hmm. as like the Avatar the Last Airbender and I was like mm-hmm. oh dear <laughs> dear whatever uh-huh. uh, the Fire Nation is after me and this and that and then, like I would just like oh, role play as that and oh, I'll be God. like. I can't wait to see you at whatever like city and stuff, but it was like crazy. And I was like, dude, I would put like all these like every day I would put like a, you know, like a random ass like text because honestly, I felt like it wasn't that big of a deal. And, but I was just at the time I was like, I didn't know why she wanted it. Cause it was like, it didn't make sense to me, but mm-hmm. I mean, if that's what she wants, that's what she wants. Right. 
Right. That's a that good big. attitude to have, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like if she, if this is what she's asking for. Yeah. Like, okay, like that's fine. Yeah, and like if I can have fun with it, might as well mm-hmm. have fun with it. So that's yeah. true. That's a, that is good mindset. Yeah. But when you were telling me the story, I did have one question. So, like the problem technically issue from, like what she wants in a relationship versus like what mm-hmm. you think you can bring to the relationship, right? Uh-huh. So it's like um, to you that GM was like, is how just you happen to express it, but you know you, you did put in the effort and you did say you did send a text saying like. I miss you, like, or I, I, I thought of you, right, in the morning. Uh-huh. But then to her, she didn't receive it that way. So technically, yeah. like, it's like a matter of communication. But do you feel like um person who's not receiving enough should always have a like advantage in terms of like what they should receive in a relationship? So like, if you feel like, cause a lot of times I feel like some people be like, oh, you're not doing this and this enough in the relationship. But then to that other person, maybe they are doing a lot of things. So it's like, where do you feel like that draws, where's the boundary lies in that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's just like, what more can you do? But for this, for this instance, I felt I did a lot in a sense of other aspects of our relationship. So Mm -hmm. that's why I was very confused right on on her questioning my effort yeah because i know and, i know you so and i know like you yeah. do definitely put in a lot yeah. of effort into your relationship yeah like i upkeep almost all my relationships you know so i didn't understand that aspect but it was at the same time i'm like it's not that big of a deal because i could do it if it mm-hmm. was something more i guess resource intensive where i i'm in my I don't know if I could do it with my work, you know, like personal life balance and things like that. Maybe I might have to communicate. I don't know if I could do this. Could we find a, like a middle ground or something? Because, mm. you know, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to have that middle ground on, and communicate with the person. That is, that is. What you could provide and whatnot. Hmm. I have a question. Yeah. When she sent you that initial, like, really long text explaining mm-hmm. what she wanted and how she kind of, like, received that, mm-hmm. you said you felt really confused, but was there any part of you that felt attacked at all? Or was it just confusion and not understanding? I think what I was feeling at the time was a little bit attacked because I'm like, dude, I do so much for you, you know, like, at that <laughs> time. In, 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 the, in the moment, you know? In the moment, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, kind of like, I was a little bit annoyed. I was like, why? I don't understand because I, it's like a mix of confusion and being a little bit attacked because for me, in my perspective, I did a lot for mm-hmm. her, you know, mm-hmm. and it didn't make sense for me to, yeah, if, if I was a bad boyfriend and I, I did this and it was just like a cherry on top, I could understand that. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, in my perspective, I I wasn't a bad boyfriend so Mm. that's why I was like I was very confused and a little bit attacked Mm -hmm. and that's why I felt like this relationship was just like a a lot of attacks you know and it was just we we had another thing this was long distance so communication Mm. was a little bit tough too so yeah but yeah pretty much Mm. it that makes sense 
Yeah. I think it shows a lot of growth, though, that you're able just to think about it and be like, it's not that much more effort for me to do it. And it's what she wants. And even though you don't get it and it's yeah. not how you would feel about it and you wouldn't like, I think some people would be like, oh, it's so nitpicky. Like, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? And some some boyfriends would say that. Like, some boyfriends would literally be like, this is not a big deal. Get over it. There could be worse things that I'm doing. But I think a lot of people would be very appreciative that you're just like, yeah, why not? I'll do it. It's fine. Mm. Like, it's what she wants. I'll do it. I, I yeah. wouldn't say Even if it I wasn't was... like that immediately. Even yeah, if it wasn't like that immediately. I'm just saying I wasn't like that immediately. I'm going to say that mm-hmm. because yeah. at the time, I I had a little bit more of like, you know, I like I was more in my ways in a sense and it was mm-hmm. more stubbornness. So I was like, yeah, wait, why are you doing this? Like it was, you know, it was a me against her kind of deal instead of, you know, what can we do together? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've been there. <laughs> He's like, I will remember this in my podcast a couple years from now. <laughs> I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else on this? Um, I think that was yeah. it. Yeah. These, are, these are some good overreaction stories. Yeah. yeah. They're really good. Well, Lily, thanks for uh, being here. And James, thanks for being my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lily, Lily, thanks again for coming through. Um, yep, honestly, of course. it was a little different having a third, yeah. like a guest and just add, like adding a new dynamic. That's cool. I liked it. New perspectives. Other new perspectives good. for sure. That's what I love. I love perspective. It's my yeah. favorite thing. All right. <laughs> All right, again, I'm Vit, and we're the podcast, uh, we're the Memory Club podcast. And my name is James, and... Uh, and I'm Lily, and I'm happy to be here. All right, thanks everyone for watching. All right, thank you. Peace. <laughs>